Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As everything gets postponed around you, you can't cancel more stimulating talk. KFI AM640 Los Angeles, Orange County. And KOST HD2. It's 5 a.m. What did you miss? It's time for Wake Up Call with Jennifer Jones-Lee. Well, good morning. Welcome to the 9th of April. Glad you're here with me. It's KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Here's what's just ahead on your wake-up call. L.A. Mayor Garcetti has ordered all city parks closed for Easter. California Public Health has started releasing ethnicity data for the state's COVID-19 cases. And L.A. Metro says it's cutting services even further because of the coronavirus pandemic. I'm not surprised by that. Every now and then I'll see, uh, you know, a train or something go by and there's nobody on it. I mean, maybe a person or two at the most. 505, we'll talk with ABC's Karen Travers. The president is telling the World Health Organization it has to do better regarding the handling of the coronavirus. But shortly after the president's criticism, you had Dr. Deborah Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, telling Good Morning America, well, she thinks the president just wants a complete investigation of what happened during the outbreak sort of softening the president's tone. And then that got me thinking, is there a case of good cop, bad cop happening in this whole thing? We'll ask Karen coming up. Let's start with some of those stories coming out of the KFI 24-hour newsroom because this could impact your weekend. L.A. Mayor Garcetti has ordered all city parks closed for Easter. We can't afford to have one cluster of just even a few people together spread this disease to more people and kill them. Garcetti says the restrooms will remain open for the homeless. He says the LAPD and park rangers will be out to enforce the closure. The city parks will officially close Saturday night and reopen Monday morning. County-operated parks will also be closed. 34 senior citizens and 16 employees have tested positive for coronavirus at a nursing home in Riverside where staff members refused to show up for work. After days of no-shows from employees, the county sent dozens of ambulances to start moving more than 80 seniors out of the Magnolia Nursing Home. All of our health care workers are considered heroes, and they rightly are. Riverside County Health Officer Dr. Cameron Kaiser says they're the first line of defense. But implicit in that heroism is that people stay at their post. Riverside County's Jose Arbio says the one employee who did show up told him people were scared. They didn't mention anything about not being properly attired or anything like that. They just were afraid because they didn't know. They didn't know what this thing could do to them. At the Magnolia Nursing Center in Riverside, Corbin Carson, KFI News. There are at least 7,530 people with coronavirus in L.A. County. The death tolls reached 198. Health Director Dr. Barbara Ferrer says she expects that number to climb within a week. There's slightly over 1,700 people who have been COVID-19 positive who at some point during their illness were hospitalized. 
and that's 23% of all of our positive cases. Ferrer says 1,033 are being treated in the hospital, and 44% of those patients are over 65. 17% of those patients are under 45. She says there are also 324 health care workers who have tested positive. Most of them are nurses. Steve Gregory, KFI News. Now, California has counted 68 deaths from coronavirus in 24 hours, and the governor says COVID-19 has killed at least 442 people in the state. After days of no-shows from employees. No, I don't know what's going 16, on. 16,957 individuals uh, that have been tested positive for COVID-19. 1,154 uh, in our ICUs. Another 522 people are in intensive care for suspected but not confirmed COVID-19 cases. So here's a breakdown of local totals. Ventura County, 263, seven deaths. L.A. County, as you heard from Steve, 7,530 cases, 198 deaths. O.C., 1,016 cases, 17 deaths. Riverside County, 1,179 cases, 32 deaths. San Bernardino County, 641 cases, 20 deaths. San Diego County, 1,530 cases, 36 deaths. Now, here's something kind of interesting. California Public Health has started releasing ethnicity data for the state's COVID-19 cases. Governor Newsom says so far the numbers are only partial, but they don't show groups being affected in a disproportionate way. It tracks modestly so uh, along the lines of total population. Deaths not dissimilarly track. Latinos make up 39% of the state population and accounted for 30% of overall cases. White people are 37% of the population and were 37% of overall cases. African Americans are 6% of the population and accounted for 6% of the cases. We say hello to ABC's Karen Chavers. Karen, good morning. So on one hand, you had the president saying, hey, World Health Organization, you've got to do better Mm -hmm. regarding the handling of this virus. But then you had Dr. Deborah Burks kind of with a softer tone going, "Ah, I think he just wanted an investigation of this. Yeah. And and we saw that tone continue with the secretary of state yesterday, you know, and the vice president even uh, who neither of them went as far as the president to say, that's it. We're cutting off our aid and and immediately launching investigations. Both Pompeo and Mike Pence said, you know, there's a time and place for that. But right now they do need to continue just focusing on the public health crisis and then get to the answering of questions of who reported what and what was minimized or downplayed or whatever. Uh, you know, I think there's a couple things here. Critics will say that this is the president trying to turn the focus from blame to another international agency. You know, he certainly doesn't love NATO. He doesn't love the U.N. This is a very easy punching bag for him uh, when, you know, the president, while he says that WHO is too China centric or was too lenient on China. Remember, the president also was very complimentary of China for many, many weeks. I asked him about China on February 7th, and he said they were doing a great job handling the coronavirus crisis there. So there's a lot of uh, explaining that many people would have to do. But for now, uh, the budget the White House would like to see for next year does cut the U.S. contribution to the WHO. But those budgets always end up being more of a a wish list than the actual budget that goes into effect. Oh, definitely. And then I think just from... Uh, anybody who's watching's perspective, you almost mm-hmm. felt like yesterday it was a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Like the president was going to play the hard line and then you had Pence or Burks playing the mm-hmm. softer line. 
Yeah. How, how many times have we seen that before? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Any other issue for yeah. sure. And now we're seeing it again with this. And even on Wednesday or what day was it? Tuesday when the president was first talking about the WHO. I mean, he took back what he said almost within the same answer. First, it was we're cutting funding. Well, then it's we'll get to that later. We're considering it. I think right now a lot of this is just rhetoric at this point. You know, the other thing that critics will say is that if the U.S. does slash all that funding to the WHO, China's just going to swoop in and try and look like the hero. You know, we're seeing China ship medical gear and equipment all around the world right now, trying to show that they can be this benevolent agent on the world stage as a way to distract and, and deflect from some of the issues there and the criticism that they've been facing. But many have said, you know, if the Trump administration pulls out of things like this, you're just giving China an opening there to jump right in. Any response from the WHO to the president's, um, you know, words yesterday? They said, don't politicize this, uh, that this is a public health crisis and it's not the time for politics. The president said, well, they're the ones that are politicizing this. So it's just a lot of finger pointing back and forth and using uh, that word, which sometimes gets tossed around too easily, politicizing. Oh, definitely. All right, Karen, thanks for the update on everything. Stay safe. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. You too. See you later. ABC's Karen Travers. I, yeah. And it's not like we haven't seen them do a good cop, bad cop kind of thing before, but I just felt like yesterday it was, it was very obvious, like a very, I'm going to do my hard line in the sand. Uh, We've got the softer line over here. Anyway, it just amuses me. Politics amuses me. All right. A drive through coronavirus testing site in South L.A. is increasing understanding about how the disease impacts specific communities. L.A. County Supervisor Mark Ridley-Thomas says information collected at the site builds on what's already understood about the disease. In order to know how it's impacting various communities in terms of ethnicity, in terms of age, in terms of national origin, in terms of gender, data matters. Oh, yeah. I mean, because as people are driving up, you're getting all that information right there from them, finding out, you know, within a day or so whether or not they have the disease. But boom, you're able to figure out all of those numbers, collect all that data right there. Of course, the testing site at Charles Drew University opened yesterday. The site will be able to test as many as 250 people a day by appointment. L.A. Metro says it's cutting services even further because of coronavirus. Metro's Jose Ubaldo says services will be reduced about another 10 percent starting April 19th. Metro will begin running a modified Sunday schedule on weekdays. This schedule will provide a more efficient and predictable level of service for those making essential trips during the COVID-19 pandemic. He says it will also keep Metro staff working. Now, my husband last night, I picked him up at the Burbank airport. So... He is one of the few essential workers still flying back and forth. And when I say few, I mean few as in it was him and one other guy on his plane. He had uh, the the plane that he originally was supposed to be on. It got canceled. So then he tried to book out of our, you know, flying into Ontario. That one got canceled. Then he tried one at Long Beach. It had gotten canceled. So he finally took this last flight into Burbank last night. Yes, I was at Burbank Airport at 10 o'clock last night picking him up. And he get, I pull up. There's nobody. There may be like two cops directing traffic. And then he's standing there with his mask on and his like breakaway pants and jacket so that he can rip them off, get in the truck. And 
I said, was there anybody on your plane? And he showed me a picture. It is him looking forward in the plane, and there's nobody. I mean, it had to feel like a horror movie in a way, but there's nobody flying. So the fact that Metro says it's got to cut its services, I'm sure it does. People are heeding the warnings. People are staying home unless they are essential workers. And I I can see, I mean, no, people just aren't going anywhere. Now, the Port of L.A. says its cargo volume has declined by 18.5% in the first quarter of the year compared to the year before due to the coronavirus. A spokesperson says the virus, along with the trade war between the U.S. and China, also caused about 450,000 units to be moved through the port last month. That's the lowest monthly amount since February of 2009. Costco says it's now giving healthcare workers, police officers, EMTs, and firefighters priority access in stores during the pandemic. Costco has placed limits on how many members can be inside at one time, so sometimes people have to wait in lines to get in. All right, let's lighten things up a little bit. And I want to thank KFI's Chris Carlo for this because we all need a little levity. And there's a family in Claremont who is making sure of just that right now. They've been helping get through being cooped up during quarantine by telling inside jokes. They're just classic dad jokes. I ordered a chicken and egg off of Amazon. I'll let you know. Wait for it. Wait for it. Yeah, you're not alone. And so many people were like, I didn't uh, get it at first. And they yeah. said, oh, man. For the past 24 days, Missy Klinsky and her son Harrison have posted a dad joke on a yard sign on their front lawn. Missy says the idea actually started while Harrison was away at college. I would send him these stupid jokes every day <laughs> or like some kind of words of encouragement. And he always said it made him happy. So we were sitting here thinking, Man, what can we do? People pass by our house. The only thing you can do is walk. So you want to give somebody something different to look at. So he's all, hey, let's put out those quotes that you used to send me. So they got some cardboard, some masking tape, and started making the signs and copying the jokes. Always remember to be nice to people who have access to your toothbrush. We just thought that one was pretty funny. They were cracking themselves up and also building an audience. We'd look out the window and we'd be all, no way, people are taking pictures of our sign. How ridiculous. And it got to the point where like, wait, I've never seen these neighbors. Who are these people? A socially distanced audience. And they kind of avoid, stay 10 feet away from each other, kind of like shuffle around and try to take a picture of the sign. And it's It's kind of comical. (laughs) The grown worthy jokes turned into a delightful neighborly distraction. This is terrible, but a cop pulled me over and told me papers. So I said scissors. I win and drove off. And at one point, a neighbor started snapping pics of the signs and posting them on Reddit. It, it literally just blew up overnight. Like 90, it's up to like one of the things was up to 90,000 likes and or upvotes, I should say. And now something going viral is actually a bit antiviral. Laughter is best, best medicine, so spread some jokes. And spread a little bit of joy during a time of anxiety. You know how much it makes me happy that so happy to see people just smile and walk by and then tell us like we'll be doing yard work or something they're all hey your signs are so cool it just makes you feel good yeah. that you're putting some joy in someone's it's good because it takes your mind off of all the negativity that's kind of going around right now and it's it's good to pay attention on and keep tabs but you can't let it inundate your entire life people so, need human contact and to feel yeah. that through a sign that's kind of cool exactly especially considering the universal relatability of a good old-fashioned awkward dad joke i walk around like everything is fine but deep down inside my shoe my sock is sliding off <laughs> get it chris and carlo <laughs> kfi news uh you know 
I think that I think my favorite part of that is not only are they trying to just keep smiles on other people's faces, they're keeping smiles on their own faces, amusing themselves at the same time, which is awesome. But have you noticed throughout this whole coronavirus pandemic that you can get really caught up inside your own head? I mean, goodness knows we're all spending you know enough time with ourselves. You kind of get lost sometimes in your thoughts. So how great would it be? You're just cruising around your neighborhood. You're on a walk. You've got your mask on. You're thinking too much, as we all often do. And all of a sudden, there's this sign with some stupid dad joke on it that just makes you roll your eyes and laugh. But it takes you out of your own head just for that second and puts you in a place that makes you smile. I love it. Anybody else has ideas like that? Or has heard of just fun stuff, people just doing something silly or goofy or just trying to make the world a little bit better right now? Always hit me up on Twitter. I'd love to hear other stuff like this at JJLKFI. But to that family and to Chris for bringing us the story, thank you. Because nothing beats a good dad joke. I love good dad jokes, but you probably assume that. All right, when we come back, we'll talk with ABC's Jim Ryan. And even though there have been certain hours made available for seniors to shop, if you go shopping but the store uh, shelves are bare of things like toilet paper and hand sanitizer, a lot of seniors aren't sure how to get those essentials like younger Americans might be. So we'll talk about why this is with Jim coming up, along with traffic and your forecast on your wake-up call. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody's dancing in the KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to your Thursday. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. Coming up at 535, I'm really excited about this. Really cool interview we've got with producer Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yes, like DreamWorks, Jeffrey Katzenberg, that guy. But he's also the founder of one of the hottest new platforms to watch shows on your phone. It's called Quibi. You've heard about this, I'm sure. It's kind of like a new streaming service, but it's got its own content and it's short, fast, really well produced. I watched one of the shows last night, really slick, really sexy. It's seven minutes and it makes you want to watch more. That's what I'll tell you. So we'll talk more about with Jeffrey Katzenberg about Quibi coming up. Also, a nursing home in Riverside where staff members have refused to come to work is right next to another senior facility hit hard by coronavirus. Riverside County health officers say dozens of seniors and staff have tested positive for the virus. Uh, Dr. Cameron Kaiser says he ordered more than 80 seniors to be relocated from Magnolia Nursing Home where staff stopped showing up. 34 senior citizens and 16 workers have tested positive at that location. And LA Metro says it's cutting services even further. Services will be reduced about another 10% starting on the 19th. Metro will be running its Sunday service scheduled during every day of the week. Let's say hello to ABC's Jim Ryan. Hey, Jim, good morning. We've been doing stories about, you know, seniors getting special access to stores and certain hours where only they are able to shop. That sounds great and good. But if the store shelves are bare, it really doesn't matter. 
No, you're right. Yeah, and in a lot of cases, more than half the cases across the country, senior citizens, that being people 65 and older, are having a more difficult time than other age groups in tracking down those essentials. Uh, This uh, online survey service called Finder through Google has discovered that uh, hand sanitizer, toilet paper, fresh food and dry food are the the most common items that people are seeking and those that they're having the most trouble finding. And especially senior citizens, 64% of them are having trouble tracking down hand sanitizer despite those expanded hours in some grocery stores, Jim. And I wonder if there's uh, some a bit of a technical divide or digital divide. I know that there are some grandparents out there. My grandmother is on Amazon more than she should be, just saying. <laughs> but she is buying stuff all, all all the time. But then I think of my uh, my husband's grandma. I don't even know if she could figure out how to go to Amazon or log in, that sort of thing. She's just not technologically savvy. So you've got two women in their 80s, one who might be able to at least order themselves stuff, one that wouldn't even know where to begin. No, you're right. And and if you're relying on that brick-and-mortar store, if you're going into the store making your purchases even early in the morning, very often panic shoppers have already yeah. emptied the shelves of those things that you're looking for, the paper products, the, the hand sanitizer, the soap, and, you know, and in a lot of cases, even the food. There's also a kind of a, a state-by-state breakdown of this. People in the West are having more trouble than those in the South, Southeast in, in tracking down the essentials. 58% of people, all of people living in California, are having trouble finding those essentials. And in some cases, not being able to find them at all. Yeah, uh, I can attest to that. I have, I don't mm. know that I have seen, I've seen toilet paper, but like the really, really low brand, you know, like the one where you, it's one ply kind of thing and it's a pack of four. And I've seen like maybe yeah. four of those on the shelves, but good luck trying to find wipes or sanitizers or any sort of thing. And if you're somebody who's older and maybe you have trouble getting out, you've got one trip to the store. It's not like you might have that flexibility where you can go store to store to store and try and hunt down those essential items. Yeah, and I think that that uh, makes it doubly important that people who are familiar, you know, the the, the kids, the, the daughter, daughters and sons, and maybe even the grandkids, you know, once this is all over, let their grandparents know or their parents know how to use the internet, how to shop online, how to go to to Amazon to get the things that they need, so that if there's a crisis like this, uh, that that they don't have to rely on that physical trip to the physical store. Industry is helping out. The restaurant industry is helping out a big way, Jen. You know, they're they're still taking deliveries of all the stuff that makes a restaurant run, not just the food, but the raw goods, the milk, and, and also the things like toilet paper to stock the bathrooms. Now, some restaurants, including Panera now, they started doing this yesterday, California Pizza Kitchen, some of the others around, Fogo de Chao, they are selling not only their their menu items, but they're also selling those uh, other items, the, the, you know, the, the loaf of bread or the gallon of milk or the package of toilet paper, uh, offering those things alongside their menu items. So it's, it's another way that you can pick these things up fairly easily. Absolutely. Jim, thank you for all of that. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Yeah. Thank you. I, I call that, by the way, what you're talking about, the single ply. That's airport toilet paper. <laughs> it so is. Oh, we all know what that is like, and it's not good. <laughs> all right, Jim, thanks. See you later. Take care. Bye. That's ABC's Jim Ryan. Hey, one of those uh, places that has all of those different things that Jim was talking about, a restaurant, it's this little local taco shop in Whittier that is a vegan taco place, but it's transformed itself into a, a supplier of things like Face masks, toilet paper, hand sanitizer. 
And uh, it's I guess it's come up with some customers are buying 11 pound bags of rice, beans, lentils, tortillas to make their own tacos at home. But also they say that they have sold 1.2 million masks, 40,000 pounds of rice on top of 25,000 pounds of beans. They've got hand sanitizer. They've got toilet paper. And it is because their shipments are still all coming in. So they thought, well, why not? So anyway, I, I love these different places. This one's called Masa Taco. It's open from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. And uh, so if you're looking for some items and you're in the Whittier area, there's another place for you to go. Well, I guess it's been tougher and tougher for our four-legged friends to find homes. Animal shelters in Riverside County say they've run out of pets to adopt as people continue to obey stay-at-home orders. The Riverside County Department of Animal Services shared a video of shelter workers cheering next to empty cages and thanking all the people who stepped up to adopt cats and dogs during this coronavirus pandemic. Officials say they could have more animals available for adoption as soon as today. Gina Grad, KFI News. Stay-at-home orders are a real dream. Not in a good way for some people. More intense dreams have been reported during the coronavirus crisis. An assistant professor of psychology at Harvard Medical School's psychiatry department has been conducting a dream survey. These vivid dreams include tidal waves, lethal injections, and masses of thin white worms. All of these images are related to the coronavirus, contracting the virus themselves, or having an aging parent get the disease. The professor says some reasons people are dreaming so vividly during the pandemic include a change in one's routine and getting more sleep than usual. Deborah Mark, KFI News. And there is nothing worse than being woken up in the middle of the night by one of those dreams. I mean, I'm not even saying as far as panic attacks, but it anybody who's ever had one of those re- just really vivid dreams and you wake up and your heart's pounding and you're sweating and you, it takes you a second to like snap back into the real world and you're so grateful that you are in the real world. Those are horrible. So now we've got those to deal with on top of the coronavirus. But hey, I like to say we're all in this boat together. So... If you're dreaming weird, I'm dreaming weird. We're all dreaming weird. It just is what it is. All right, coming up, producer Jeffrey Katzenberg, formerly with DreamWorks. He's also the co-founder of one of the hottest new platforms to watch shows on your phone called Quibi. I watched one last night. I understand why it's getting as much pub as it is. I'm not going to write you a love song. AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Our developing news this morning, we just got the jobless numbers. 10% of the U.S. labor force is now out of work. Since the coronavirus hit the economy, 6.6 million people filing for jobless claims for the week ending April 4th. But this brings the total over the past three weeks to 16 million people filing for first-time unemployment claims Now, also, L.A. Mayor Garcetti has ordered all city parks closed for Easter. Garcetti says restrooms will stay open for the homeless. He says the LAPD and park rangers will be able to go out and enforce the closures. City parks will officially close Saturday night and reopen Monday morning. County-operated parks will also be closed. All right, right now, I am so excited to welcome producer Jeffrey Katzenberg. He's the co-founder and CEO of DreamWorks and now the founder of the hottest new platform to watch shows on your phone called Quibi. Jeffrey, good morning. Good morning, Jennifer. How are you doing today? Fine. I must just say you had me at The Little Mermaid. Oh, I'm telling you, I've been a big fan ever since then. You're telling them how old we are. (laughs) 
Okay, that's just between me and you. Nobody else is listening, I'm sure. No, right, one thing, I watched uh, Most Dangerous Game on Quibi last night, and I went, oh, I get it. It's slick, it's sexy, it's short, and it left me wanting more. Well, that's exactly what we set out to do. So you may already made my morning, and it's pretty early. <laughs> well, explain to people who haven't seen Quibi what it is. Sure. It's a super premium uh, mobile only, meaning it's made only for your phone subscription service with a ton of new uh, original content that has actually been made by the best storytellers and uh, creators in Hollywood. Uh, it uses a new technology uh, that we gave to the filmmakers that make watching on your phone uh, really beautiful in a way that you've never been able to do before. I hope you saw that if you watched uh, it either in uh, vertical or in um, uh, horizontal. Either way you hold the phone, you get this full, beautiful, uh, very cinematic experience. We have a ton of original uh, content every day. Uh, we started with 50 uh, new shows, uh, over 500 episodes. And so Most Dangerous Games, which you were watching, are movies and chapters. Think of it as a two or two and a half hour story that um, uh, has been made in chapters that are six to ten minutes long. Uh, unscripted documentaries, news, information, uh, pretty much anything you can think of, we've got something for you. And I noticed last night, too, um, it reminds me of somebody like me who has the attention span of a flea. This is great because <laughs> you give me just a few minutes where I go, OK, yeah, I just want to relax for just a couple of minutes. I sit down for 10 minutes. I get something that leaves me wanting more, but I can still hop up off the couch, go do something else. And then when I get another 10 minutes, I can go, oh, yeah, I want to see what happens next to Liam Hemsworth. Sure. Well, think of it this way, which is, you know, for the last six, eight, ten years, I think uh, so many of us, uh, you know, have been filling our sort of what we call our in-between moments with this wonderful, wonderful content that has been made on YouTube and yeah. uh, Snapchat and uh, Instagram TV and, and... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus and now with tiktok and I love that, and I I've, I've enjoy it and continue to enjoy it. But I thought, what if we could bring the quality of storytelling and the filmmaking talents of the world I've grown up with in Hollywood and actually start making great content, different, not, not better or worse, just different, uh, you know, for that same viewing experience on, you know, this, this new thing that this new, you know, these – Telephones have only been able to actually deliver us quality video for now about six, seven years. So it's still very new and very young, and this seemed like what might be the next big opportunity. And it, it just feels like you're watching 
something elevated that you've been able to watch on your phone before. So like last night, seeing, um, like you were talking about, the cinematography, the way it felt like I was watching a snippet of a movie. It didn't feel like I was just watching TikTok or some, uh, you know, um, amateur who was doing something on their phone. This was as beautiful as it would be if I were to go to the theater. Well, that was, thank you. That was the goal. And I think that's what the, you know, uh, Hollywood community, uh, the creative community you know, has really gone to town on this. Uh, you know, we, we sort of rolled this out to them about a year, 18 months ago, and all the best filmmakers and talent, uh, both uh, behind the camera and in front of the camera, movies and television and sports, they've all shown up. So Jennifer Lopez, Will Smith, LeBron James, Reese Witherspoon, Chrissy Teigen doing Chrissy's Court, Punked with Chance the Rapper, you know, Murder House Flip. 60 Minutes and is coming with a show for us called 60 and 6. Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro. I could keep going. <laughs> it's No, I mean, this list is incredible. Um, and I, I think, too, one of the things I liked also was, say, the 60s in, you know, 6 by CBS News. I like that, too, because I, I love watching, say, a 60 Minutes, but I'm only good for a segment or so, and then I'm usually out running around. This way, though, I get to see those segments, but when I have time to see them, but they're just as good a quality as if I had a chance to watch the whole hour show. Exactly. So we have the super quality of, a 60 Minutes News Organization, which has been doing an amazing job now for 50-some-odd years. And I think bringing that storytelling and that resource and that quality uh, to, you know, this new way of uh, storytelling and viewing is just super exciting. I've seen one of them so far. They're, you know, hard at work, and they're going to launch in about a month or so. Uh, their show, but uh, it's just spectacular. I mean, just nobody tells a news story the way they do. Okay, now let's go into the cost of it, because obviously this is a streaming sure. service, so people know that they're going to have to pay for it. What What is the cost for yeah. this? Well, it's $4.99 a month with a big but. And the but is is that, you know, we had planned this release of April 6th, uh, nine months ago, obviously pre-coronavirus world, and Meg Whitman, my partner, and I really debated, should we stay the course and launch on April 6th, or should we maybe just postpone this, given uh, just how upside down our, our worlds are right now? We made a decision to, to go forward, but with one big uh, change, and that is is that for the next 90 days, it's free. And we thought, listen, you know, we started this, and the idea of Quibi is to entertain and inspire. I think the content that's, you know, our our the talent has delivered to us does exactly that. All of us, any of us, every one of us right now, I think could use a little break and use some, uh, a laugh, some humor, uh, a distraction. And so I, I think maybe Quibi can uh, brighten people's lives a little bit right now. And so we just decided that for the first three months, we would just give it away free um, to everybody and anybody. So anybody can download the app. Go to Quibi.com or to uh, Apple or uh, Google Play and, um, you know, enjoy it on us. And, you know, our feeling is we're in this for the long run. And, uh, you know, when things are in better shape, you know, a couple of months from now, then um, if people love it, then they can, you know, they can subscribe to it. That is awesome. I think most people are uh, silently thanking you in their cars or at home or wherever they're listening to this. That's fantastic. And also it gives... 
can't. I've heard so many people go, I can't find anything on Netflix or Hulu that I haven't already seen that I'm interested in. Boom, there's a whole new platform now they can go explore. Well, um, I think you'll find some stuff, something here because there's a lot and uh, it, there's something for everybody. And every day uh, we publish, uh, you know, 30 new pieces of original content. So it's wow. not just what's there, but it's also what's, what, what we will keep coming uh, over the long term. Okay, total sidebar, 30 new pieces of content every single day. How do you guys come up with that? I mean, that's, cra- that's a crazy <laughs> amount. Well, remember, you know, we're in business with every single entertainment company, every studio, independent producers, not only here, but frankly, around the rest of the world. And, you know, there's a lot of creativity and a lot of talented people out there, and uh, they have turned out in a huge way. And I have to say, we couldn't be prouder of the content that people have made and continue to make. And we, we are lucky we stockpile a lot of content. And so, we will be able to stay the course and, um, you know, continue to deliver new content all the way down now till uh, November, close to Thanksgiving, uh, even in the, you know, sort of shut down world that we are right now. So obviously, we're not going to be out anywhere close to that. So uh, we're very confident that we will continue to be able to, you know, have content with no real interruption. Well, Jeffrey, thank you so much. It's Quibi.com where people can go $4.99 with ads, $7.99 without ads. But right now for the next 90 days, it's free. Thank you so much. I'm high-fiving you from six feet away, of course. And I appreciate your time. You were a delight. Good. High high elbows. (laughs) (laughs) High elbows, definitely. I'm in. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. Be safe. You too. Thank you. See you later. That is Jeffrey Katzenberg. Producer, uh, you remember him from DreamWorks, of course, but his latest venture is Quibi, Quibi.com. And I got to say, I'm not easily impressed. I was impressed last night. All right, when we come back, we will talk with ABC's Ben Siegel. Hey, if you've got direct deposit with the IRS, you might get that stimulus check sometime next next week. In fact, the Treasury Secretary says about 60% of all Americans with direct deposit from the IRS should get their money. As for small business loans, I don't have quite as rosy news on that. But we'll talk with both of those things with Ben, along with traffic and your forecast on your wake-up call. We know this on a little too well. It's KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to a Thursday. I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. We're watching... Right now, the 10% of the U.S. labor force is now out of work since the coronavirus hit the economy. 6.6 million people filed for jobless aid. That means that since three weeks ago, we've seen more than 16 million Americans file first-time unemployment claims. And Ellie Mayor Garcetti's ordered all city parks closed for Easter. County-operated parks will also be closed. For up-to-the-minute information on the coronavirus, you can check out our website, kfiam640.com, keyword virus. Right now, let's say hello to ABC's Ben Siegel. Hey, Ben, good morning. Let's start with the good news. Good morning. At least if you've got direct deposit with the IRS, looks like you've got some money coming your way pretty soon. That's right. Uh, Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin was on a conference call uh, with House Democrats yesterday where he told them uh, – that about 60% of all taxpayers who are expecting to get that stimulus check uh, through direct deposit will get that money uh, by the end of next week, potentially. So that's a a universe of of tens of millions of taxpayers uh, who could be seeing uh, some more money in their bank account next week at a really crucial time. 
Oh, my gosh. After I just give the report that 10% of the U.S. labor force is now out of work since the coronavirus started, you've got 16 million people filing first-time unemployment claims. Any money will help. That's right. That's exactly right. And the question is, um, how much more money is on the way? I think that's something that uh, we're going to see play out today in Washington. You have uh, the Senate voting to uh, put more money into that small business loan program. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see if Democrats block that. They're also asking for additional money for hospitals and protective equipment uh, to go along with that. Uh, so that is a, a, a point of contention on Capitol Hill today. We'll see what happens uh, on the Senate floor this afternoon. And let's talk about those small business loans, because I know people have said they have had oh, just a terrible time even applying for them up to now. Yeah, it's been sort of a rocky start. And that's something that Mnuchin uh, actually acknowledged in his phone call with Democrats. Uh, yesterday, but he said it's getting better every day. Uh, but the problem is it doesn't seem like it's working quickly enough uh, for many for many people out there, as you said, these new numbers coming in. Uh, and people want to be able to keep their employee people want to be able to keep their employees on the payroll. They want to be able to give them to give them salaries and help everybody weather this. So the question is, uh, how long uh, does it take until that original fund um, is sort of tapped out? When does it get refilled? Uh, you know, by with several hundred billion dollars from from Congress. And also, can they really iron out the kinks to make sure everybody who needs it, not just people who have existing relationships with lenders, uh, will be able to get it? I think that's all sort of a very fluid situation right now in Washington. Undoubtedly. And I have to wonder if the jobless numbers, again, going back to those that came out today, I think it was estimated it was going to be five million new claims coming in at six point six million. I wonder if that's going to play into this uh, you know, a possibly additional stimulus package. That's right. I think this uh, this really will hopefully light fire under under lawmakers to really move swiftly because, um, you know, it's another data point in, in showing how much the economy is reeling, how much the uh, American workers are hurting right now. Uh, and, uh, you know, time is of the essence and then to make sure that uh, more people can really uh, get what they need to uh, to weather the storm. All right. Thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Stay uh, stay safe out there. Thank you. All right. See you later. ABC's Ben Siegel. And one quick thing I want to point out uh, how we were telling you that uh, L.A. City Parks, county parks uh, in L.A. County are going to be closed on Easter. Apparently, I didn't know this was a thing, but I guess it's a big thing. There's going to be no Easter night car cruising in Santa Ana this year. So they're going to have significant road closures and police presence. Easter Sunday in Santa Ana because there's an annual Easter night car cruise. And uh, they say they're going to double the number of officers on the streets. And because of the coronavirus outbreak, they just don't want people gathering. So, you know, people like to gather, watch the cars go by. No spectators this year. And I guess these uh, have really big crowds on Bristol Street. And so they say that that's going to be a big area. Bristol Street from 17th to Callens Common is going to be shut uh, Main Street from 17th to Dyer Road, or at least heavily restricted. I shouldn't say shut, but heavily restricted. So if you are somebody who normally enjoys that, no car cruise this year in Santa Ana. Police will be out there in force to make sure that doesn't happen. This is KFI and KOSTHD2 Los Angeles. We lead local. Live from the KFI 24-hour newsroom, I'm Jennifer Jones-Lee. This has been your wake-up call. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.